0: Hello, you're listening to Fish Food, a podcast for entrepreneurs who started working for themselves to build companies that grow into thriving businesses. Here, we provide bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 20 minutes or less. I'm your host, Keila Hill-Trawick, and whether you're acting as your own accountant or looking for a new one, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the show. Okay, so listen, there are a lot of people out here giving tax advice about what's deductible and what's not. And while to be sure, I don't know your specific situation, I do know that there are some things that you should be on the lookout for and some things that you're being told that are just plain wrong. So let's jump into the truth about deductible expenses. Now, there are some myths that seem to appear out of I don't know that it's thin air, but it's not really giving you the full picture of what you should be thinking about when it comes to your taxes. One of those is flags. So the first flag that I'm gonna talk about is the home office deduction. Sometimes you'll see people say you don't wanna take that deduction because it could flag you for something later on. To be clear, and this goes with all of the things that I'll talk about today, the IRS is looking for fraud. You are entitled to valid deductions. And so if you are using your home office regularly and exclusively, you are appropriately um, allocating the right percentage to things like Uh, internet and utilities and other expenses that you might have for your home or apartment take that deduction don't lose out on that because there's a myth that might that the IRS may come back looking for you as long as you can support your deduction you should be good to go make sure to provide all of the information that you have to your tax preparer and allow them to enter it properly into your return so that you can lower your tax burden the other myth that we hear a lot is if you lose money for enough years, the IRS will classify you as a hobby. That's not necessarily true. Now, the reason that you don't wanna be classified as a hobby is because you cannot just deduct all of the expenses. Um, whereas in a business, if you, Spend more money than you make. You can take a loss on that business. You're not allowed to do that with a hobby. And what you really want to show is one, you are in the business of making money. So the fact that you're not profitable doesn't mean that you're not trying to get paid. You could show that by having a website, showing proposals, um, having backup for meetings that you've had or clients that you've tried to land. If the IRS comes back because you've had losses for year over year over year, your goal is to show them that this is not a hobby, that this is not you just uh, restoring antique cars because it's fun for you, but you're restoring antique cars because you're putting them in movies or you're making them props somewhere else. And that requires that you have some kind of business plan, that you've got an EIN, that you've got a bank account. Like You want to make sure that this is a real business. And the only kind of uh, disadvantage is that it's not quite profitable yet. Let's talk about meals and this will kind of lead into a talk about travel. Um, It seems that there is a common misconception that if you have a meal with someone and you mention work, it is automatically a deductible expense. Now, the IRS doesn't know what you talked about at a meeting, but it's your intent that helps you to not get audited. Do you have calendar invites for people that you're meeting with and how that relates to business? Remember, the meal is deductible if you're meeting with somebody for your business, somebody that you work with, a lead that you're trying to land, a client, Something related to your business needs to be the reason why you were having the meal in the first place. So don't automatically assume that you go to brunch with your friend and you say your business name and so that makes it a deductible expense. That's not true. And if you are taking a bunch of meal expenses as a percentage of the rest of your expenses, you could cause a flag that the IRS is going to want to look into and see why you're eating out so much. That leads me to a common misconception about travel expenses. So if you go on travel for business, it is true that those expenses are going to be deductible to you. So let's say that there is a tax conference in Hawaii. Lucky me, I get to fly to Hawaii and deduct that expense, deduct my cost of lodging, deduct the cost of the conference, all of that. But the whole trip isn't deductible if I extend it for personal reasons. And so if the uh conference is three days and i decide to stay for two weeks only a percentage of what you have uh, spent to go to that conference is deductible, only the business portion. So again, don't get caught up in this idea that if you go for business, everything that you do while you're there is a deductible expense. You're gonna wanna submit that to your tax preparer or your accountant. Make sure that you verify what you were there for, for how long was it for business and what you spent on and only deduct the appropriate amount. Something that comes up pretty often are clothes and accessories. This can be a hard one, especially if you're an influencer or someone who does blogging or vlogging for which this is a hefty potential part of your expenses. Unfortunately, the IRS hasn't really caught up with clothing and accessories as a business expense. What they generally say is if you could wear it for something else, this is not gonna be a deduction to you. And so what they're looking to deduct in terms of clothing and accessories are things that are branded, that have a patch, that have a very clear, not just a screen print, but a very clear, this is for my business, this is advertising my business, or something that's specifically related to your trade. So if you're a handyman and you had to buy a tool belt or coveralls for a mechanic or a chef's coat, um, all of those things would be d- deductible as ordinary and necessary for your business, but not just a new shirt. Now, what I will say is I and some of my colleagues have experience with influencer deductions um, And we can look at your expenses to see what are the items that you had to purchase because they were part of a partnership agreement or that they were required as part of your contract versus the things that you bought on your own. And even if you bought them on your own, was the intent to do a comparative analysis? Do you have a blog or a vlog that shows why you purchased this item? You really want to be specific about that and have support documentation. And having an accountant or tax preparer on your side is going to make that much easier to be able to deduce business loans and credit card payments. So in business loans, I'm thinking about especially things like cars. So you'll see a lot of, um, I don't know if it's a lot, but you see some people talking online about if you buy a car in your business name, that's an automatic deduction. That's not true. Um, If you buy a car in your business's name, but you never drive it for business because you work from home and you don't have any miles that are for business for it, truth be told, that's not a deductible expense now. I guess you can deduct whatever you want, but it's not legal. Um, So keep that in mind, just because you buy something in the business's name or put something on the business loan doesn't automatically make it a deductible expense. And on the flip side, just because you pay for credit card expenses with business funds, you need to say what that was paid for. And the items that were paid for on the credit card must also be deductible expenses. So keep that in mind. You don't wanna double count expenses and you don't wanna deduct those things that are not legal for you to do so. If the IRS comes back and reviews or audits you, you'll need to show support for why you called those deductible expenses. And you could be responsible for penalties and interest, as well as the taxes that were owed on that amount in the first place. Finally, keep in mind that the main goal of or the main rule around um, deductible expenses is that they are ordinary and necessary. So ordinary means that they're typical in your industry. Other peers or people that do the same thing that you do are incurring the same types of expenses. Necessary mean that they are helpful for you to do your work. Now. On the one hand, you don't wanna make that it has to absolutely be necessary for me to do this work in order for it to be deductible. That's not the case. But you also don't wanna set the bar too low that, oh, I mean, this would be nice to have if I was doing my business. So I'll just call that a deduction. Again, get support. If you ever are in a gray area of whether or not this is a deductible expense, you will want to make sure that you have all of the paperwork, support and backup documentation so that if you're asked about it down the line, whether by your accountant or tax preparer or by the IRS, if they send you a letter, you've already got support for what's going on. Thanks for listening. We'd love to support you. So if you are looking for tax help, we've got a tax prep suite that the doors open in Q4 and Q1 to take on clients for the entire year. We'll maintain a relationship with you to go beyond your annual tax filings, to estimate and pay quarterly taxes, have um, tax planning sessions, and also workshops to help you with the things that are not necessarily within scope, but help you not to be starting at zero for those items that are bookkeeping, other accounting tasks and financial statement related. Check us out at littlefishaccounting.com slash services. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you heard, I've got good news for you. We're supporting you all over the internet. Check out our Instagram at littlefishaccounting or our website littlefishaccounting.com for guidance, resources, and ways to work with us. Plus, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. See you next time.